And MLM Rebel is a new breed of network marketer, smarter, truly independent, and free. MLM Rebels wage war against the soul-sucking corporate world and against networkers who would rather preserve doctrine than helping people get results. MLM Rebels recognize when the world changes and changes with it. MLM Rebels don't believe in duplicating things that no longer work and would rather work without a safety net than within the confines of one. MLM Rebels are only involved in opportunities that give everyone an equal playing field instead of a top-heavy one. We don't care about the sacred cows of MLM, we don't care about the industry, and we do not care about the way it's always been done. We care about people following their gut. We care about people being able to quit their jobs now. We care about people being with their family instead of their boss every day. We care about people being with their family instead of their team all day. We care about people living free. We believe a truly free networker has multiple streams of income. We believe a truly free networker's creativity isn't shackled by their company's contract. We believe a truly free network marketer actually knows how to market and that they run their business like a real business. MLM Rebels prioritize faith, family, business, sacrifice sacred cows, build their own empires, never rebel against each other, and change the world. MLM Rebels know they are not confined by doctrine, not stifled by the past, and know they are one business away. My name is Zach Spear, and welcome to MLM Rebels. Hey, what's going on, guys? I hope you're having an awesome day. Today, I want to talk to you about taking ground in 2024, taking ground this year, and um, and not letting things of the past hold you back. And I want to talk specifically about about a few things, tactical things, not like hoity-toity stuff. Okay, so I just had a conversation recently uh, with a with a friend of mine who uh, lives out here, goes to our church. Um, amazing, amazing dude. And he owns a he owns a he owns a great business. I don't want to use too many. Um, too many details with, with his business or who this person is because, you know, uh, there's folks at our church listening to this podcast and so on and so forth. But he's got a great business and he called me and the, and he basically has been, he had a tough 2023, specifically the last like six, seven, eight months. And I think a lot of people did. Um, you know, a lot of people, uh, you know, everything was relatively normal pre, you know, pre-2020, Right, everything's relatively normal. Then, you know, March 2020 hits, everyone freaks out for 30 to 60 days. And then the government just pumps in huge amounts of money and lowers interest rates and the economy goes red hot, right? It goes freaking crazy. And a lot of people's businesses grow like like a ton in 2020, 2021, 2022, right? Just they, they just go nuts. The economy's red hot, everyone's got funny money, right? And, uh, and just stuff is happening. And if you don't know how this works, like for a long time, I didn't know how this worked. <laughs> like, how does the government speed up and slow down the economy? Well, because of the nature of how everything works with, I'm not going to get into it right now, but with the credit systems and so on and so forth, which I used to be very against. Now I kind of, I feel like I have a bit more maturity about this and realize like we would not live in a, uh, extremely first world country if, you know, essentially credit, uh, didn't exist. Right. But it does, regardless of your feelings on it, it does. And so um, when, I say, and when I mean credit, in case you're like, you just had like an aneurysm, like when I, what I mean by that is uh, not necessarily if you're using credit or not, um, but, you know, I, I mean like most of the businesses that you are consuming from, food, technology, you know, your phone, uh, the builders that build your homes, <laughs> all these things, like they're using credit to build the buildings that you enter into to, you know, produce all of the food at a low cost that you eat on all these different things, right? So that's what I mean by that. Anyway, that's not that here, nor there. The point is the government can control 
the speed of the economy by shifting interest rates. So when they shifted interest rates down, uh, everyone basically uh, became a lot more wealthy because it shot the stock market and the corresponding uh, investments through the roof. So people had more, you know, uh, net worth. Uh, their home values went up because everybody was moving everywhere and driving home values up. So they had more net worth there. People that were selling homes were getting tons of cash out of their homes. So just basically when that happens, people spend the money, right? And it speeds everything up. Okay. So now we get it. Point is everyone has a good end of 2020, 21, 22. And if you didn't, that's okay. It's, and there's no shame in that. It's just a lot of people had a good one, right? Cause, and the, the reality is you didn't really have to be uh, a major genius to succeed in those years. Um, now, if you were a genius, you probably did really, really, really good, right? And so like my friend here, I think he's a genius. Um, so he did really, 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 really good. But you don't have to be smart to do really good in those times, right? You can just be like just in the game and you're, everyone's winning. Well, now the tide is starting to go out, right? Interest rates have, have obviously risen a lot. Uh, they're kind of balancing out already, which is interesting, but at least of my recording. Um, and so it's slowing everything down. Okay. So people aren't spending money as easily. Uh, every, not everyone is all the people that, you know, weren't actually rich are now not actually rich again. Um, and a couple things, um, I don't really want to get into this right now, but when things go out like this, uh, something called first principles rule. All right, so the first principles of business, the first principles of marketing, the first principles of sales. When everything's going really, really good, you can do a lot of dumb crap and win. When things are going like this, you can't do dumb stuff because you don't win. All right, so back to my conversation. Friends had a tough 2023. Calls me, and uh, basically they're in a position where they're going to have to lay off a lot of their staff if things don't pick up like in 30 days. They've been just pouring cash into the business uh, their team has not been performing. Their sales have been down. And and we had a conversation about, you know, he might have to sell his house. I didn't have to sell his house, but he, he's gonna, he's highly considering selling his house because it would... Uh, there's a big, gigantic helicopter over top of me right now making a ton of noise. So I don't know if you can hear that or not, but it's quite noisy. Um, and he's got a long way to go, so it's not going to go away anytime soon. So... He says, hey, I, I might sell my house, basically. It's going to free up some cash, and uh, it's going to lower my payment, okay? Now, I'm going to use some numbers here in a second, and depending on where you're at financially, these numbers are going to seem really big. They would have seemed really big to me when I was, like, first starting out in business my first few years, um, and for some of you, they're going to seem really small, okay? So let's just 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 use ratios in your head, Okay. But he basically said, like, hey, my, my mortgage is $10,000. I'm thinking about selling the house. It'll free up some cash. Um, and then, you know, my payment will go from, like, $10,000 to, like, six or $6,065. And so I asked him some questions about the business, and I found out that they're basically spending, you know, at least $60,000 a month on the business. Um, like, really can't move those expenses too much besides firing people. And spending around twenty-five thousand personally on their personal lives. Now, I'm not going to get into if that's right, if that's wrong. For just not, I'm not worried about any of that stuff right now. I'm just talking to you about just the numbers, okay? All right. So that's what he tells me. And so after he kind of finishes everything, I'm just like, hey, do you mind if I speak into something here? He says, yeah, like, okay. I'm like, dude, you going through all of the mental energy to sell your house is insane. It is absolutely insane because 
you know, in order for you to lower your mortgage payment by $3,500, you're going to have to literally spend like three, four, five hundred thousand dollars less on your house. And you're, you're going to get a dump right out here uh, in, in, in San Diego. You're going to get a dump. You're not going to want to live there. Um, but that's not the point. The point is this. You will literally, you, if you're spending, let's say, 75000 to 100000 a month on fixed expenses that you can't really change for the most part. Like, yeah, you could like, even if, even if you don't eat out, it's not going to change anything, right? Like, even if you go crazy and you eat out every day, you're probably only spending three or $4,000 a month. So that's barely, that's barely shifting. We're talking about 3 or 4% of your total expenditures. So you going through all of the effort, is, for those of you that have sold a house, you know, for all of the effort to sell this house, you're going to probably spend 100 hours of your life selling and rebuying a house. All for what? To save four grand a month? Like we're literally talking about saving 4,000 a month out of 100,000 a month and you're going to spend 100 hours to do it. And if you free up a bunch of capital by selling the house, you're probably going to consume that capital. You're going to use it. Whereas right now you're forced into a resourcefulness period. Like you have to be resourceful. But if you have a big old padding from selling your house and eating your asset you're, 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 you're just going to burn it. So you're going to burn it. Number one, number two, you're going to spend a hundred hours saving four grand a month. And I kind of explained him the, the value of his time based on the size of his business, so on and so forth. Like the, the, the value of your time like just minimally is a couple thousand dollars an hour. So question, like, would you spend a hundred hours? Now I get, this isn't a perfect example, but would you spend a hundred hours for $2,000, $4,000? He said, absolutely not. I never would do that. It's like, neither would I. So why would you do that to save that much money? He's like, holy crap. It's a really good point. I was like, bro, I bet you, because you're in a scarcity mindset right now, I bet you you're reconsidering if you should even like go out to eat with your wife. He's like, yeah, yeah I could t- t- tell. I could tell. He was like, he felt it. Because I've been here, right? I've been there before. And, 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 I've, and it's not like it goes away, right? doesn't matter what size you are. If you start making a lot less or you start burning cash. Like you're like, should I even go out to eat right now? Um, and I was like, dude, you getting lunch at Chipotle doesn't you packing a sandwich or going to Chipotle doesn't do a freaking thing for your life or your business. It does absolutely nothing. It is a complete waste of energy for you even to have the thought. Should I go to Chipotle? Like that's a waste of energy for you. And even like going out to a decent, decently nice dinner with your wife, you even thinking about it for more than 20 minutes is a waste of time. In fact, if you are less happy going home and cooking a chicken versus going out to the restaurant and getting a chicken, it's probably at your level isn't even worth the consideration. You should just go out to dinner, stay happy, and produce. Now... Okay, I say all this for a few things. Number one, most network marketers are really bad with money. Really, really bad. Like really bad. So I want you to not be really bad with money. Don't spend everything that you make. Save and invest because someday you might not be able to produce at the level you are. Can we all just agree on that? Okay, cool. So if you're making a lot of money, please don't spend it all. If you're not making a lot of money right now, please remember this when you start to. Okay. So back to, back to our, our friend here. 
And the next thing we had to talk about is like this spirit of poverty, right? Which I think is a spiritual thing. Um, and, and, and the spirit of lack and scarcity and, and, and fear. You know, fear is a really, it's a good initial motivator, but it's a bad long-term motivator. You know, faith and peace are much better motivators going forward. You know, mission, those are better motivators. And he was stuck in this fear mindset. And so what I want to, the reason I tell you that is because we, we prayed over, we broke that off and all of those things. And I just want to pray that over you. Like, Lord, we pray that you break any spirit of poverty or fear over the listeners right now in Jesus name. And uh, by the way, if you're not a spiritual person, then just pretend I didn't do that. But if you are, then be glad that we did pray over that and say, yes, Lord, I accept that. Would you, would you cancel any agreements that I've made with a spirit of lack, spirit of poverty? Now, moving, now, now him moving out of this, what has to happen? Well, the first thing is I want you to realize that when the tide goes out and people start pulling back, this is your opportunity. It's your opportunity. See, when COVID hit and everyone was freaking out, the very, there, was, there was like a month and a half, if you remember, that people were freaking out. A month, maybe. I remember thinking, I was like, holy cow, I remember being trained on this. If I can just survive and everyone else dies off, if there's only one man standing, that will be a victory and everyone will come to me. Now, I didn't realize that it would all reverse in like a month and a half, but in that month, everyone shut their ads off. Not kidding. Like everyone shut their ads off because they were completely losing their mind. And we turned our ads up. And it was scary, but we went harder into the paint. And we did make a lot more money right then. In fact, we didn't at all. But you know what did happen? Is the, 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 the big warriors, they were attracted to us. And in fact, one of the people that's still with us today, she's one of our most valuable team members on our team, literally came to us that month because she literally, uh, her team was telling her to pull back and she heard me telling our team to press forward and she was attracted to the strength. Now, what ultimately happened is 2020 ended up being a fantastic year for us and for others, but we got a good head start because we were on when everyone turned off. So the first lesson is press in harder. Press in harder. And uh, if you're going to pull something back, pull. don't pull back your marketing, don't pull back your sales. You should be doing more of the things that produce cash flow, more sales and more marketing efforts, all right? So you're spending money on ads, for the do not turn them off. That's insane. Don't turn them off. If you're not running out, whatever you're doing to produce recruits, produce sales in your business, do more of that. Don't do less of that. It's completely dumb. Number two is make sure that you're doing stuff that actually works. If you've been doing stuff that doesn't work, like if you've been building traditionally or old school and it hasn't been working for you, then like don't do that anymore, right? Like not to be a shameless plug, but build the rebels way, right? Learn how to do it and press in that way. But either way, press into sales and marketing. Okay. Number two is, uh, I already kind of did it, but break off this spirit of poverty, break off the spirit of lack. Believe that you can, in fact, take ground, believe that you can multiply that the best days are not behind you, but they're in front of you. If you look at all of the people that uh, all the businesses that grew in a recessionary period, it's, it's staggering. Like Apple got started in a recession. We're not in a recession, by the way, but if we were, Apple got started in a recession. 
Well, let me rephrase. I don't believe we're in a recession. Some people might call it that, recessionary period, whatever. Anyway, Apple could start get started in a recession. I believe HP got started in a recession. I believe um, Microsoft got started in a recession. And the list goes on and on. A lot of the big giants of industry, they got started in a recession. So I want you to press in. I want you to change your mindset, not to one of lack and scarcity and fear and holding on, but one of abundance. <clears throat> I wanna, I'm saying this with, with uh, carefully because of the um, disclaimer I gave earlier about network marketers being bad with money. But here's my disclaimer. Or I already said my disclaimer. Here's the, here's the reality. The vast majority of problems are solved, are solved with cash flow. Not cash savings. Cash flow. So focus on cash flow, not on savings. Now, again, disclaimer. Don't be incredibly dumb with your money, right? Don't spend everything that you make. Because tide goes out, you have a problem. But you get it, right? So focus on cash flow, not cash savings. All right. Guys, Love you and appreciate you. Hope you're having a great day and talk soon. Yeah. Mm-hmm.